ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, January 26th. Your Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. I wonder if I can get a caffeine version of that. You know, just um, trying to cut down the caffeine a little bit, and I'm hoping that maybe I can talk to White Claw, get the caffeinated version of that. Either way, you can't go wrong with White Claw. At least that's what I've been told. Welcome into the program. Glad you're with us. Uh, We're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on. Had a chance to catch up with him earlier this afternoon as the herd getting set for FAU coming into the Cam Henderson Center Friday and Saturday. Also, I'll let you hear Andrew Taylor. He went about five minutes or so with us earlier this afternoon. So I'm going to give you a chance to hear his conversation with the media. Your phone calls are welcome. Uh, we got a few things to get into, though. I think um, since we're talking about basketball, i got to go here first. Marshall women yesterday. We talked to Tony Kemper yesterday. Get a preview of FAU. Well, that preview is no longer valid. Yesterday's show, great listen, no longer valid because – Marshall's athletic department through the basketball Twitter account, the Twitter account tweeted this out earlier. Our program is in the midst of a pause in order to maintain the health and safety of its student athletes due to COVID-19 and the resulting contact tracing. Marshall will resume its drills on Tuesday, February 2nd, barring any additional positive test. So the basketball program for the women shut down for a little while. I'm not going to be able to get back at it until Tuesday, February 2nd. Again, uh, their positive tests uh, are still um, possible. There's testing going on right now. So uh, that really, I think, puts a um, – it kills the momentum. I mean, this thing is nuts. It kills the momentum right now because yeah, I thought winning that second game against FIU, I thought, okay, Coach Kemper's really got this going. He's He's got it going right now. He's um, he's in a good spot with this, and unfortunately that was not the case uh, with the test. The test come back, and here we are. So I um, I hate it. I just I – mean, and this is going to happen for the foreseeable future until we can get past this thing. So I just – I don't know. I'm disappointed for him. Uh, Marshall Women's Soccer picked fifth in the East Division by the league coaches. That comes out today. So the women's soccer team – uh, in the East Division, picked fifth. And no player made the preseason all-conference team. No specialty honors, nothing. So fifth in the East Division, uh, Coach Michael Swan, he's hopefully going to have some surprises, I hope, for the Thundering Herd. So that's where we stand right now with the Marshall soccer team. And I thought something that was really good that it happened, and I knew it would happen eventually, but you know, every time we go to Twitter now, you know, we see, and it's not just Marshall, it's we see the, the community involvement of Marshall's new head football coach, Charles Huffwell. He wanted to go visit the cemetery, Spring Hill Cemetery today. And he wanted to also visit the marker near the crash site. So Marshall's documented his visit, of course. And so he's at the cemetery site seeing what it's about. And for a lot of people, probably it's an everyday thing. You know, you've, it's there. It's been part of your life. So it's 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 just part of you. It's in your fabric. But for him, this is probably, I'm going to say his first time going, going up to Spring Hill Cemetery, just seeing, seeing the cemetery site. And then, of course, 
the marker near the crash site, puts things into perspective a little bit, and you know it makes it more tangible. You're the head football coach of Marshall University. You should have your hands on these these places. You should have visited. You should know what it's about. You should because it's a part of so many of the fan base that are still here after all those years. So, you know, you saw that today. And, I mean, he's endearing himself just by uh, his personality alone to the community. But I thought that was nice that he would go and take a few minutes to go make that trip, make that visit. That means a lot to a lot of Herd fans uh, that – yeah, you still remember that. And for younger Herd fans, yeah, you know the story. For older Herd fans, you live the story. So you know, it probably means a lot more to you that someone would come in, take the job, and understand what the, the job means, what the job is all about. And that's where we're at right now with the football program. You've got someone who's coming in trying to build this program, trying to take it to the next level, and at the same time, understanding what Marshall is about, what the fan base is looking for. And he's endeared himself to a lot of people. He's asking for the alumni. Hey, I need your help. He's asking for former players. Hey, I need your help. I need you back here. I need you a part of this thing. Trying to build that support. I mean, come on. There are photos of him at the barbershop the other day, right? He's all over the place. He's all over the place. And getting his staff finally put together, so hopefully we can talk about that. Recruiting, of course, is going to be interesting. That's going to be the next challenge to see what kind of recruiting class uh, this is going to look like. And let's be honest, until it's a done deal, until it's completely a done deal, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. Sure, players might announce that they're decommitting on Twitter or they're committing on Twitter. And I'm not really 100% on all of that just yet, just because, let's be honest, these kids change their minds all the time until they have paper and hand signed and they have committed. I'll wait till recruiting day. That's me. I'm not the uh, I'm not the recruiting site. I'm not the recruiting specialist here. But uh, I'll say this. I'm interested to see what this uh, class looks like, and I don't think this is going to be a, a, a true indicator. It might be really good. But on a few weeks' notice, on a few weeks of, of work, whatever it is, I'll be good with it. I can't wait to see what the next class looks like. I'm probably more excited for the next class than I am this class. But at the same time, if this one is pretty good that comes in, if you get some really outstanding, and let's be honest, you're looking for four and fives, right? I get you. I feel you. You're looking for kids that have a four or a five star next to them, and, and that's that's good. I get that completely. But at the same time, uh, do you think the coaches' rankings are the same as uh, the recruiting sites? Do you think because a recruiting site slaps a four or a five on a kid, does it mean that a coach somewhere is going by that and taking that as the gospel? No, that's not happening. Coaches are not taking that as the gospel. Now, when it comes to when these kids are brought into the program, if they've got a nice little four or five on them, those go out in the media releases for sure. Hey, hear how many five stars Marshall brought in, how many four stars Marshall brought in. This kid was highly regarded. But at the same time, uh, I know you're looking for probably some impact players. And yes, I get that. I feel you. I'm with you as well. You want some big-time kids coming in and jump-starting this program. But at the same time, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust the board, whatever board looks like. I'm going to trust it. Coach has got his eye on some players that he thinks can bring what he needs into this program. So if I don't see a, a four or five there, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be mad. I'll be alright with it. But I get it. I get it. You like to have those. Those are nice to have. Let's talk basketball when we continue. We've got Dan D'Antoni from earlier this afternoon 
talking a little bit about FAU. So we'll hear from him later on. Andrew Taylor, your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Plus, we've got Twitter for you, at Paul Swan. Looking forward to hearing from you this afternoon. More coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's out with the old and in with the new at Rent to Own. Say goodbye to 2020 and your old stuff. We're giving you up to $300 for your old stuff. All you have to do is send us a picture of your old stuff, and we'll help you find new stuff. Get up to $300 in credit for a new laundry set, new mattress, new living room set, new laptop. You name it. It's out with the old and in with the new at Rent to Own, where we help nice folks find nice stuff. Visit r2o.com for more details. It's time to rent to own. Get in the game with EXP from Armstrong. Only EXP lets you set a one-pass for your favorite team or league and record every game. EXP brings live, recorded, and streaming TV together, making it easy to find the shows you're looking for. And with the free EXP app, you can keep up on your favorite content while at home or on a road trip. EXP is the all-in-one entertainment answer. Visit armstrongexp.com to get the power of EXP in your home today. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this week, Marshall taking on FAU. The men are at home. The women postponing uh, their matchup with FAU due to COVID-19. So we've got just men's basketball coming up for you this week. And, of course, you can hear those games right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So the Thundering Herd, FAU, you got the Florida schools again. This time you're playing host. You're not going on the road to the the, the warm weather. What's FAU about? Let's uh, hear from the head coach himself, Dan D'Antoni. Here's his thoughts on everything – I usually ask him, hey, tell me everything you, you, know, you need to know about FAU. Here's his impressions of FAU. Well, they're, they're still a spread team, but in a more traditional way. Uh, they, they one in, uh, four out. Uh, they, they spread you a little bit. They don't move the ball as quickly or cut as hard uh, in a pattern that FIU did. They're more of a pick-and-roll team, uh, spread you out uh, type of team. Uh, it's very similar to really our team again, uh, but a little bit more traditional in that when we put buyers in there or even Obina, uh, their big is uh, definitely back to the basket big. Uh, it would be more like Gorn. If Gorn started for us and played the whole time, their team would look a lot like our team. Dan talks about these teams being similar, playing similar styles, and it's not Marshall just playing this unique style anymore. But what kind of pace does FAU play? Is it similar to the herd? Dan answered that question earlier as well. Uh, similar pace, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna break on you when they can. Um, they'll take uh, you know they take a ton of threes. I think they're leading. The, aren't they leading the conference of scoring? I believe they are. And uh, so it's uh, it's another you know they, everybody's gone. <laughs> you know, to where they spread you out and play. And if they're not spreading you out, even West, from, West by God, Satan, <laughs> Southern Pennsylvania, decided to go four out, four out, one in, and open it up. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's kind of the way you have to play now. People fight it. And old school people try to fight it. But uh, it's the easiest way to score and allows players to develop and, and be a better player. 
One other question asked of Dan earlier today was, what's it going to take? What does Marshall have to do to stop FAU from being successful? Well, we got a match, uh, first of all, and, and, and I, we talked to our team about it. We have to match, our bigs have to match the energy of their bigs every game. And that's activity, not so much production, just activity. Because I, I really think when our bigs are active, we're as good or better than anybody's in the league So uh, in the inside. Our guards have been real consistent about pressure on the ball, defensively getting in the right spots, turning them over, uh, and doing a real good competitive job. Our bigs have got to take it up a notch, take the challenge, and uh, give the activity that it requires to uh, be competitive in this league. Come focused every game, mentally focused. Uh, we can do that. I think uh, uh, that that will take care of uh, the big boys. They got a couple of big kids inside that, and he's not, you know, he's good because he plays hard. And uh, so we've got to match that energy. If we do that, we're good. I don't know about uh, what's the kid that uh, their best player, six, seven kid. Uh, he got hurt this last game, pulled his hamstring a little Ingram. bit. Ingram. Ingram, yeah. Ingram. And uh, don't know whether he's going to be available or not available. Uh, again, he pulled his hamstring, they said, tweaked it. I don't know whether that's going to carry over or not, but – We've got to, if he is on in the game, we got to make it to where you're not going to stop him, but you got to uh, make him uh, work for his uh, production. And then I think the other other one is just getting out and playing, playing hard, playing our game, stay within what we do. And I think uh, if we do that, we'll be we'll be fine. One of the questions Dan talked about, or at least I tried to address, was the struggles of Jansen Williams and Michael Byers. Both of them have. Not had the production they've wanted as of late, and Danny talked about that with us earlier this afternoon. Well, I don't think it's the shots up because we shoot enough. We maybe maybe too much. I don't know. We we put up shots, you know. So I, that's not it. I I think it's a rhythm again, and I think we lost a lot of it by sitting out 14 days. And the reason I say that is not judging Mike and uh, uh, Jansen because sometimes I don't know where they are. But Jared's uh, game is off balance. He's not shooting the ball as well. Tavion is not shooting the ball as well. That tells me maybe uh, we had a little rhythm problem, that stoppage uh, turned the rhythm down a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, again, we'll work through it. What's good, we can go win two games and not be fully engaged. I mean, we won what – I don't know what we shot from the threes, but it was not good that first game, and we won double digits. So we're doing some other good things defensively. Uh, we're attacking the rim. I thought Tavion second half attacked the rim and uh, got some things. Andy's games obviously is perked up. George is a box of mixed chocolates. <laughs> it's not the same chocolate. It's a box of mixed chocolates. And, uh, you know, but they hustle, they play hard. And it'll, you know, when you do that, normally I've found that when it really comes time, that team put together going to be tough to take out. Coach was also asked about the team. Is it in a good place right now after the road sweep? And, of course, you know how Dan, he's quick on his feet. He brought up the most obvious point first. Yeah, we're home playing two games. And you know what? That's all you can count on. I, o, ODU is uh, shutting down. Uh, they're not going to play, I don't think, at, uh, at Western. And, and possibility, since that was their first case, they might have a string like most people do. They might have a string not beat us. So, I don't think there is a good place because no one knows what place that is. 
uh, with with this. All we can do and control is our next game. You know, we're nine and four. That's a good record with the, uh, with the uh, schedule and the fact that we had a COVID stop right in the heart of our toughest conference part. And we just got to keep playing. We have a good team and that team has, uh, you know, got to come through. I mean, you still got to play the next games and our conference, uh, there's no easy games. Uh, there's, there's not, there's some teams that aren't winning a lot, uh, middle, uh, but you know, FIU is 500, but they were eight and two coming into the region, into the conference. And then Rice has won a bunch of games. North Texas has won a bunch of games. This is not going to be an easy road and, uh, we'll see what happens. We're one game out first, you know, in the loss column with, uh, in the East and, uh, you know, they slip up, we keep winning. I, I don't know. They may not play again. You know, we may not, I, I, I don't know. I don't, if I were a fan of Marshall, I would hope for the best knowing that anything can happen and that, uh, you, you just gonna have to ride this season out and accept what it is and see what happens. Uh, hopefully it'll be good things and then see what happens next year. Hopefully it'll be a more normal year. That's the head coach, Dan D'Antoni, talking to the media earlier this afternoon. When we continue, we're going to hear from Andrew Taylor. He spent a few minutes with us as well. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming match and his performance. That's all coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. I'm still trying to get them to get a caffeinated version of that for me. I'm working on it for you. I'm working on it. Earlier today, I had a chance to catch up with Andrew Taylor, Marshall University, of course, getting set for FAU. That's coming up Friday and Saturday at the Cam Henderson Center. So basketball action back in the Henderson Center. Andrew Taylor, I think, has had some pretty good performances as of late. His game has gotten better as the Thundering Herd has gone through this season. And as I mentioned, we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this afternoon, about five minutes or so. So uh, here's an opportunity for you to hear everything that we had to say to Andrew Taylor. I started out asking him about his opponent, FAU. Uh, yeah, they got some solid guards. Uh, I know we played against a couple of them last year. Forest is tough. They got, uh, they got some big dudes who play really hard. So I think that we're going to have to make sure we run with them and you know keep them off the boards as well. Andrew, talk a little bit about uh, your play and, and how you've sort of um, – I don't, I, don't, I don't want to call it the light bulb going off, but you, you seem to have known when to probe and take it in and pass it and take it yourself. And that's just all part of the maturation process? Yeah, I think it's just uh, – so I guess when I first got here, I was playing a little too slow, I feel like. And once I got the pace down, then it was like, all right, so I'm playing fast enough now, so now we got to know when to play fast. So I think that's a big part of it as well It's just – you know, being patient and knowing when to, you know, go all out and when to, you know, stall and hold it or just, you know, whatever it is, just wanting to play at different speeds. But, but more, more confident, confident in your ability to kind of score, score it when you, you want, want to? to? Yeah, more more comfortable, I'd say. You know, just getting more confident, just being able to do my thing, just, you know, having a clear mind and being able to go out there and just do whatever I see fit is whenever I'm my best. Andrew, with this, uh, you know, you all are in a different situation a little bit this week. You're, you're coming off a, a road sweep at that uh, sweep in conference play. How do you keep from getting satisfied with that? Because like you said, FAU is a team, if there's one thing that sort of 
you know, sticks out about them. They they play really hard and they're going they're going to grind. Yeah, I think this is this is definitely a huge game. Like you said, you know, we can't get too comfortable because FAU does play really hard and they defend. You know, they're closing out on everything. Just watched some film yesterday. Their big dudes play super hard, so we definitely cannot be comfortable. I mean, it's just it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be a growing opportunity for us just to see if we can keep it going, and that's what we plan on doing. Do you all feel like you're starting to get back? I know that Danny was talking about um, the rhythm, even though you all won, the rhythm didn't really feel like it's that that way all the way back yet. It, do you feel like it's still a process and, and something you all have got to work through through practice? Yeah, I think I think if we can if we can have a few good practices leading up to this weekend, if we can you know win out this weekend, I think that's when we'll start to feel that rhythm. But yeah, I, I can agree with that. Just having that all that time off and stuff, it was kind of hard to get a rhythm. And now that we've got these two huge wins this past weekend, I think that we can start to get the ball rolling a little bit. Do you feel? Andrew, why do you think? Oh, go ahead, Jake. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll say. Do you feel this team is in a good place right now, coming off your, you know, the first road sweep of the year? Oh, definitely, definitely. I feel like we're in a great, we're in a great spot. I mean, this is this is a great opportunity. Andrew, when you look at this league play format, and you guys swept last week, which was the first one, um, just speak to the difficulty, even when you're at home, to play back to back against the same team and win two games. Yeah, that is very hard. You know, I think it comes down to who can turn around the quickest and who can make the adjustments the quickest. You know, I think that's like like I was talking about earlier. You know, that's that's another opportunity to grow because I mean, you don't really get a chance to do that much unless you're an NBA player. You know, you don't have to turn around, especially in the you know finals or the playoffs. You don't got to turn around and play the same team. You know, more than once most of the time in college basketball. So um, yeah, just whoever can make the quickest adjustments. That's and Coach Dan does a great job with that. And, you know, all the coaches across the board, Coach Klein, Corny, Rougeau, you know, all of them. So they, they usually do a really good job of having us prepared. But you all know that, you know, Jansen and Mike are, are rhythm shooters. And whenever your all's rhythm is disrupted, do you feel like that's what you all have got to get back to to get those guys uh, back into sync? Uh, I think – I mean, I think Jansen and Mike can do their thing regardless. I think that they – once I think once we can get them to realize how good of shooters they are, they'll especially be able to do that. You know, they're not going to have a good day every time, and that's that's for every shooter. But you know, we can't we got we can't solely rely on that. We got a we got a lot of other dudes who can produce as well. And just and if we're all clicking on the same page, that's going to be dangerous. Andrew Danny was talking about how in the last game they called the opening play, the very first play of the game on offense for you. And and uh, how did that feel? Uh, it felt good. Um, he just kind of threw, threw an opportunity in my lap, and I took it. So, yeah, I just I did it. <laughs> you made the most of it. Yeah, I made the, most of my, made, some, made the most of my chance. What is the thing that you like about the growth of your game the most over the last year? From this time last year, you're getting acclimated. I think you might have been a couple weeks into your career to now. What, what do you like the best about it? I would definitely say just being able to read defenses. Um, coming off ball screens and things like that. Because, I mean, last year I would just kind of do it and just, you know, try to either try to score or just make something good happen. I didn't really, like, <laughs> have a rhyme or reason whenever I was coming off screens or whatever. I would just, you know, try to do the best thing. But now, like, especially I've tried to watch a lot more film this year and just try to imitate other guys. I know Jared watches a lot of film, so I feel like he's growing on me a little bit. And, I, and uh, just being able to know what to do before I do it, I would say that's the number one thing for sure. That's an interesting thought right there. That's really fascinating that Jared is rubbing off on him. Jared has that impact because Jared's watching film. Jared's first guy on the court probably. Jared's probably last guy on the court. Jared's probably not happy with his performance right now. Jared is the guy, plain and simple. 
I don't think there's another player on that roster working harder than Jared. And so for for Andrew to say, look, he's rubbing off on me, that makes me happy to hear that. That really, when I heard that earlier, I thought, okay, I like that. You're patterning yourself after the guy who probably is the hardest worker out there. That's the guy you want to look at as far as how you do it. When we continue, we will get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Earlier today, if you weren't with us, Marshall Women's Soccer picked fifth in the East Division by the league coaches, and no player made the preseason all-conference team. Also, Marshall Women announcing through their Twitter account or through its Twitter account earlier today that the program is in the midst of a pause in order to maintain the health and safety of its student-athletes due to COVID-19 and the resulting contact tracing. Marshall will resume its drills on Tuesday, February 2nd, barring any additional positive tests. And again, that's for the Marshall women basketball team. And Marshall head football coach Charles Huff today visiting Spring Hill Cemetery and the marker near the crash site as he is getting more familiar and acclimated to his new position and what that really means as the head coach of the Marshall University football team. And of course, an amusing column today by my guy, Chuck Landon. The green jacket, yes, the green jacket was not present during the in- introduction, I know there's a mystery there somewhere. I haven't solved it yet. The green jacket was not present. It- it's a neat little Marshall tradition. It-, it really is. I mean, you get a green jacket, you take the job, you get a green jacket. And that's pretty cool. I'm hoping the green jacket shows up. In-, in all honesty, I didn't get a chance to talk to Chuck today on Zoom. When uh, uh, Really, um, I thought I would talk to him later about it. But uh, an interesting column today. A lot of people did mention it to me. Hey, uh, where's the green jacket at? And that wasn't um, that wasn't present during the presentation. I like the jersey, though. I get it, though. I know the green jacket's a big deal, but I kind of like the jersey also. The I mean, it was nice. So here, here's Coach's name on the back, 31. He's a 31st coach, Marshall. I got that. I like that. He could put that up on his – he could frame that. He could have that professionally framed and – you know, put that up. That's a nice little thing. I mean, can you frame the green jacket? I get it. I get it. It's a nice touch, though. The green jacket's a nice touch. I thought his tie was really nice, though. The tie he wore, I thought it was really nice. But everything I've come to learn about this guy, I like. I like Coach Huff. I like his involvement in the community. I like that he is personable. I like that he is energetic. I can't wait to see what recruiting looks like for him. I mean, that's another thing. I want to... I want to preface this by saying whatever happens on signing day, whatever happens, I think better things are still to come. Is that fair to say? I'm saying it. Fair or not, I'm saying it. I think better things are coming because of the fact that he's going to have an opportunity to put really his own fingerprints on this program. And he's already got people excited. He's already got people excited about this. And so... Give some kids some time. I mean, how many kids are out there that are available? And I'm sure he's going to bring in some kids you you didn't see coming. And you're going to look at them, and you're going to be excited for them. And, of course, 
that means somebody might not have a spot. I mean, yesterday on Twitter, for example, Spring Valley's lineman that um, I was excited for, standout lineman, Bryce Biggs, he decommitted for Marshall, opened up his um, recruitment once again, and here's the thing. I expected this not maybe specifically with him, but I expected this thing to happen because of the fact that you're going to try to bring in your kids, kids that you have recruited, kids you've talked to, kids that you know what they can do, what they can bring, the type of program you're bringing. And you get a lot of kids coming back as well. There are a lot of kids who are coming back, and so there's not going to be that many availabilities. Um, there's not going to be that many openings. That's just – it's a business. It's numbers. It's not personal. I don't think it's personal anyway. It's like, okay, we don't have that many openings because we don't have kids who are leaving. Get the majority of kids coming back. If you got kids taking advantage of the fact that they are able to come back – and play, what's that mean as far as recruiting is concerned? How many spots do you have? How many how many offers can you make? And so you're probably going to try to put as many needs on the table as you possibly can, target some things as far as what kids are out there, what can they bring to the program, how do they fit in with what you're trying to do. And, and so, I mean, you're seeing kids who are Committing, decommitting, I mean, it's going to play out on social media until we actually have pen to paper and sent in to Marshall, and it's official. But at the same time, it's going to be fun to see what can happen. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I think you should, um, you, should, you should be excited just because whatever happens, the best is yet to come. I'm convinced. At least when it comes to Coach Huff. Oh, and by the way, I'm glad, I, uh, I'm, I'm, glad I'm thinking about this before we, we call it a day as far as what's happening with Coach Huff. Let me tell you, he's got a lot of buzz going about him, and he has been named a finalist for Football Scoop's Running Back Coach of the Year. So Football Scoop, they have several specialty awards, and Coach Huff has been named a finalist for Running Back's Coach of the Year from Football Scoop. I mean, it's pretty cool. He hasn't been here that long already, of course, uh, creating a huge buzz for the program, and, of course, in his uh, his past work getting recognized and I'm gonna tell you right now if I'm a running back and I find out this is my coach I'm excited and much love to Brendan Knox but if I'm Brendan Knox right now I mean would you had a better chance under this coach to to follow your dreams and I'm not going to question his decisions but if you're Brendan Knox would you had a better opportunity to see your dream fulfilled if you would have came back not declared came back you didn't know this of course you didn't know this this wasn't available to you. You didn't have this information. You're, you're basically, you're looking at this and you're thinking, man, what could have been? That's that's what I'm talking about. What could have been? I'm, seriously, you got a guy who's highly regarded as uh, someone who makes running backs go, and you've got a, a running back that's pretty good at going, and if things would have turned out different, worked out different, things would have played out different, I mean, could you imagine Brendan Knox being coached up by Coach Huff. I mean, first of all, Coach Huff would have been the more um, outspoken personality in the room. But still, imagine what that could have looked like. We won't know. But I'm excited for what's coming. I, I That I am. I genuinely am excited for what's coming here in the next few weeks, months. We'll get the official list, the official list, you're not seeing my air quotes here, of the coaching staff here, I'm sure when Marshall releases it as all the paperwork is being dried, the ink is being dried as we speak. Coach tweeted something out yesterday. Well, actually it was this morning, wasn't it? I believe it was this morning. 
had his um, he likes professional wrestling or he likes professional wrestling gifts. I haven't figured it out yet if he's um, if he's an old school wrestling fan, if he's more of a, a new WWE fan. I mean, does he like WCW? I'm trying to figure that out right now. That's that's going to be my question. Are, are you more of a WCW fan? Back in the day, did you like ECW? Did you like you know, uh, the NWA back in the day? I mean, okay, if you spent some time in the South, you're liking pro wrestling, right? Honestly, if you're spending some time in the South, you're living in the South, you're, you're coming up from the South, you're growing up in the South, of course— not necessarily growing up in the South, but if you're living in the South for a long period of time, aren't you liking some professional wrestling, right? I think, isn't that the second biggest sport in the South next to football? Is it football, baseball, wrestling? Professional. Is it football, professional wrestling? I mean, I know at Southern Miss it's football, baseball, and spring football, but still, you're seeing that kind of fun from him on Twitter. I mean, his Twitter account is fun. Whatever you may say about Coach, his, his Twitter handle is fun, I'm scroll. Okay, you know what? I'm thinking he's a. I'm thinking he's a WCW guy because he had a Hulk Hogan gif on this morning, or GIF, depending on how you pronounce it. That's a debate we're not getting into here. But he's got the Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry, Hollywood Hogan walk down the uh, down the, the line back in the WCW Nitro days. Remember Nitro? It's on every Monday. You'd have to decide, okay, am I watching WWE? Am I watching Raw? Am I watching Nitro? What am I watching? You know, and for me, it was it was Nitro. I'm watching Nitro, of course. And then Stone Cold became Stone Cold. And, and of course, it was it was Raw then. I wasn't turning away. That, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again. Hope you have a great rest of your evening, everyone. Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.